1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Alright. Oh, yeah.
2: Right.
1: Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler.
3: Good morning, everybody. On a Tuesday, Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler again today. Bart will be back tomorrow. Got plenty to talk about this morning. Brewers, I mean, did we expect them to win? Honestly, did we expect them to win? Yes. (laughs) What Well, you were sorely disappointed. You, you were sorely disappointed last night, and I think that offense looks more familiar now than it has the rest of the second half. This is the team that you're like, yep, I know who this team is. This is the exact same team that has let me down all season long on the offensive side of the ball. Pitching, I thought, was okay. Giving up only four runs to the Dodgers, I mean, they're... They're a good baseball team, so I pitching's fine.
4: Would have liked to get more out of Freddie. Yeah, I mean, obviously you would, more innings.
3: And, and there's plenty to look at there. I mean, you would have liked to have seen more out of Freddie, like you said. You, I mean, overall though, only giving up a run, you're pretty satisfied with that. The defense last night looked horrendous. When you went out to St. Louis. At least it was, like, a well-played series. Like, you thought the pitching was good, the defense was solid. Overall, the Cardinals just beat you. Like, you should have won those games, but the Cardinals beat you. And yes, the Dodgers beat you last night, but how much of that, too, is, what are you doing? Willie, come on, dude, it's a routine play, it's short. You gotta make the play there. Yelich, what was that throw into the infield?
4: That was,
3: <laughs> I got a buddy. Who, I could do
4: better than that.
3: I got a buddy who plays center field for our softball team when we play. Uh-huh. And he had a couple throws this year where he would throw it in and he would miss it so bad. It was a <laughs> lollipop and he'd throw it out of play. Yep, It was so bad. That's what Yelich's throw looked like. It was like, what are you doing, dude? Are you actually trying to gun this guy down? Christian Yelich, what is he giving you at this point? Honestly. He's not giving you anything with the bat. He's giving you something, I guess, in the base running department. That's about it. And I know we pile on this guy a lot. And we talk about the contract and everything. I'm not going to get on the contract because at the time, I think every Brewers fan, every honest Brewers fan would tell you that, yeah, at the time of the signing, I thought we got a hometown discount. I thought we ended up with a steal. But turns out... Seems like Christian Yelich is the one that ended up with the steal because he's not doing anything for you at this point. Again, I'm Toby Altizer. That is Tim Shea. We are live here from the Lakeland University Studios. Earn co op credit for work experience at Lakelands.edu. Want to hop in and talk about the Milwaukee Brewers? That's where, we're st- that's where we'll start this morning. 414 677 1250. Again, 414 677 1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. Tim Allen's going to come up at 7 o'clock. We'll talk with him about this Brewers baseball team. And honestly, I think it's been me and Tim Allen as some of the most positive people on this Brewers team. And Are you going to cave in today? I'm not going to cave. I'm not going to say okay. I'm done. But You're not in the Dunn Club? No. Okay. No, not even close. But, I mean, at some point, I can't continue to try and convince you. It's a waste of my time and my energy to try and convince you that yeah, maybe this team could do something. Like, I can go through everything, and I can still see it, but doesn't mean I have to waste my time trying to get other people to see it. Because, to be honest with you, I can keep trying to convince people, but at this point, I'm starting to doubt it myself. I am. Like, during the points of the season earlier on, I would still have faith in this Brewers team. It was the moments where you'd have, you know, First and third, one out, and you'd come up empty. Bases loaded, nobody out, and you'd come up empty. Guy on third, no one out, come up empty. Those are the kind of things that would make me lose faith in the Brewers. And then you saw, I don't know that you saw anything particular in that sense last night, guy on third, but you had so many opportunities to at least get a run across. Move the runners up, do something, get some guys in, and you couldn't even do that. I mean, it's the simple stuff now with this Brewers team. Routine plays, and they can't even make those anymore. Honestly, what's more likely to happen at this point if you're the Brewers in this seven-game stretch against the Dodgers? You've already started down 0-1. What's more likely, the Brewers to win the four out of the seven or the Dodgers to sweep? Seven out of them. (laughs) Seven of seven. Honestly, for me, it feels more likely 7 of 7 with the Dodgers. Yep. And there's no real let-up in this Dodgers team because even when they bring guys in that you've never heard of, they have something great go for them. Tonight, I don't know a whole lot about this Ryan Pepeo guy. He's one of their top prospects and one of their top pitchers in their minor league system. He's just going to hop in and probably go 7 scoreless with 10 strikeouts. <laughs> like it's it, who's going to pitch better tonight, him or the Brewers guy? Uh, probably Pepio That's just how it goes. And even if who is on the mound tonight for the crew, even if whoever's on the mound tonight for the crew goes and has a great outing, are they really going to be able to keep up? Because a great outing might be seven innings or even six innings, a run or two. I mean, the Brewers last night didn't score a run. Are you confident they're going to score a run tonight? Maybe they'll score a run or two. I mean, at this point, though, honestly, and there's a couple of questions I want to ask you guys. Who's on the mound tonight? Woodruff. Oh, Woody. All right. So, so maybe they got a chance. Maybe. But even so, if Woody, what do you think the chances are that the Brewers win if Woody goes out there and gives you seven innings, two earn runs? You think they win? I don't know that they do win. Woody can go out there and be spectacular, and I I just don't know. You know, at least in the second half, it's felt like, all right, well, you could depend on one thing. It was the offense, and the offense was showing up night in and night out, and they were giving you at least a little bit of something. Well, last night, that looked like the offense that you were used to in the first half that everyone lost faith in. That's the offense that you can't have down the stretch of the season or you're going to be missing the playoffs because if that's the kind of thing that's going to show up, well, you don't have a shot. Your pitchers can go out there and throw a gem, and they're still going to lose. You know, it goes back to the similar thing that we argue about from last season. You know, we argue about that playoff series and Council pulling Freddie. I mean, I still can't even blame Council for that because they didn't even score a run in that game, so they weren't going to win either way. If you don't score any runs, there's no chance of you winning. And so, look, with Brandon Woodruff on the mound tonight, I have faith that Woody can give you a strong outing. But do I actually think they're going to win the game? I don't. I got a couple things I want to talk about this morning with it. So, number one, how many guys on this Brewers team do you actually have confidence in at this point? And then two, Who's been disappointing you the most this season? And maybe we'll get into a third thing. Like, how many of these guys, not saying that this is a team that can go to a World Series. You know, we're not going to make that argument today. But how many of these guys, going forward, are World Series caliber players? How many of them are? So, again, just three simple questions. You want to give us a call, again, 414-677-1250. You can go off of any of these, just talk about the game last night. Who do you have confidence in? Who's disappointed you the most and how many of these guys are actually World Series caliber? 4146771250 cuz to me I don't have a com- I have confidence. I was thinking through it. I think 3 guys. I think 3. And none of them are hitters. I don't think anyone's going to have confidence in any of the hitters. I
4: might have confidence in a hitter. Who? Hunter Renfro.
3: No. I I when I say confidence, I need to feel like something good's going to happen when they come to the plate. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I still don't if feel that with Renfro. If I have to pick Renfro. a hitter? Sure. If, it was like, if you had to pick someone, it'd probably be Renfro. But I can't say like, oh yeah, I know. Think about, when I say confidence, I want you to think about- You go out there and you win? Like, you know you're going to win? I want you to think about how Cardinals fans, when Paul Goldschmidt okay. steps to the plate, how Cardinals fans feel when Aaron Auto steps to the plate, how Braves fans feel when they got, you know, when they had Freddie Freeman last year, they got Acuna at the plate. Okay. If
4: you're going, if you're going off that, then, then no, no one on the offensive side. And
3: I get that those are the stars, Yeah, but there's other guys too, that you're going to have confidence in on those teams that you think, all right, this guy's going to come up big. Generally, I don't even know if you can, and this may be just a, a baseball thing at this point. Unless you have, like, a proven track record and you're just a stud, like one of those guys that I mentioned, can you really trust a guy unless he's batting, like, 280? (laughs) Like, can you feel really confident? Like, think about how you used to feel when Christian Yelich stepped to the plate during his MVP seasons. And I was listening to a little bit of a postgame show last night with Tim Allen, and someone called in and said, Remember how good of a player Christian Yelich was? (laughs) It was, like, thinking back to the past. Yeah. And it's true, Christian Yelich was spectacular. And when you think back to that, think about the feeling you had. Brewers are down a run, guy on second base, and two outs in the ninth inning, and Christian Yelich steps to the plate. You felt like that game was already tied. If nothing else, you thought he might hit a walk-off homer. Because that's how good he was, and that's the confidence you had. Honestly, at this point, how many guys do you have confidence in I'll tell you guys in just a little bit, but I think it's three for me. I I really do. When I go through these guys and try and think, all right, when they step on the mound, how do I feel? Or when they step to the plate, how do I feel? There's only a couple that I feel real confident in. And then looking at some guys that have disappointed me. There's a whole laundry list. Oh, there's a whole laundry list for sure. But the guy that's been disappointing me lately, Willie Adamas. That guy, luckily for him, he's hit a lot of home runs this year for a shortstop, because if he didn't, what has he given you? His defense has been okay. Last night he threw the ball away, and that's going to happen every now and then, so I'll give him a pass every now and then, but all right, last night he throws the ball away. But you come up in big situations, and what do you do? He strikes out, grounds out, occasionally hits a home run, I mean, this is what happens when you have a guy in the two-hole who bats, what, 215? I mean, that's literally what you're asking for, what you've seen out of Willie Adamas. He comes up in big situations, and he doesn't put the ball in play, or he doesn't get a hit. And that's because that's exactly the player he's been all season long, and you continue to pencil him into the two-hole. Your two-hole is supposed to be reserved for your best hitter. That's the modern way of thinking. used to be the three-hole now the modern way of thinking is put your best hitter in that two-hole. You give them a chance to drive in the leadoff guy, and you give them a chance to be driven in themselves by three and four. So you put that best hitter in the two-hole. Is Willie Adamas the Brewers' best hitter at this point? Not a chance. I've been I've been harping on this all season long. Rowdy Tellez has been a better hitter than Willie Adamas this year. Rowdy's been better. And I trust Rowdy Tellez more than I do Willie Adamas at this point. Sure, Willie has some big situations where he comes up and hits a home run. Sure, he's hit a lot of them for a shortstop. Sure, he's a great player when he's on his on his A game. But has he been on his A game all year? And why is it for the Brewers that, and we've talked about this throughout this season, there's been no one that's having a career year? Generally, on, one, on a baseball team, there's at least one or two guys every single season that just excel and have their career year that year. At least one. Maybe two, maybe three, and if you have the right amount, you can really carry that into a special year that leads to a World Series. The Brewers haven't had any of those. And how much of that is the guys maybe just haven't stepped up? And then how much of that is the Brewers' organizational philosophy? Because Willie Adamas has never, never batted like he's batted this year. Is this part of just what the Brewers expect their players to do, and that's why you see the low batting averages all the time? Look, I get that you can bring up batting averages down across the league. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. So I'm not expecting these guys to bat two ninety. But Willie Adamas, your two-hole hitter, is batting 215, 220 all season long. That's not going to cut it. You can say batting averages are down across the league, but no one, the the, the major league average isn't 215. So then what's he doing batting there? Why is everything for the Brewers seem like these guys just drop off a cliff when they come to Milwaukee to hit? And who knows? Hunter Renfro next year? Maybe that's the same thing that happens to him. Because these guys come to Milwaukee and they look awesome. And the next thing you know, they spend a year or two in Milwaukee working with the hitting coaches or whatever they're doing. And next thing you know, these dudes hit homers every five, ten games. And then they strike out every other time. So what is going on in the Brewers organization that makes these dudes forget how to put the ball in play? Because it's absolutely absurd and it's incredibly frustrating. I don't know what to say about the Brewers this morning. I really don't. Like... Last night's game, there's so little going on in that game. Like, what do we talk about? The Brewers getting shut out against the Dodgers. Did you expect anything else? Did you expect them to show up to the ballpark I and have did. a chance to win? I,
4: I did. I, I, you're playing the best team in baseball. I really thought maybe they'd give a, have a little fight. Well, they didn't have any fight at I mean, all.
3: We we got to play this highlight. We'll get in a little bit, but. Sure didn't sound like there were a lot of fans. I know Bart was at the game last night, and he tweeted about it and said that he got twofold. He got cheap tickets against the Dodgers, and he got free content by saying there's so few fans there. And yes, I get that school has started for some schools and all that stuff, but it's the Dodgers, dude. It's the Dodgers. They're coming to town. You need to win this series, or at least split, to try and stay in this pennant race with the Cardinals and it sounded like more people were excited that Gavin Lux hit a homer than anything the Brewers did last <laughs> night. And Honestly, yeah. it's really getting disappointing. Everything about this team. And you know what? I mean, at what point do you give up on this team and say, you know what, I'm not going to any more games this year. I'm not wasting my money going to this. Because it doesn't seem like they're committed to win either. So why should I be committed to them? I'll jump back in next year, but I'm done with this season. I think a lot of people have gotten into that place. I really do. And I'm going to game tonight. I'm excited to see what they do tonight, and I'm interested to see what the fan base is going to look like and sound like in that game.
4: I hope they score a run for you, at Uh, least. I
3: hope so. If they do, I'll hold it over Bart's head. (laughs) They at least score when I go to the ballpark. But this is one of those things, too, where, went to a game earlier in the year. I forget what game it was. I, I just know that Freddie Peralta was on the mound, and Freddie gave up two runs in like the first two innings. And I just felt like going home at that point. What other team feels like that? Where if you give up a run or two in the first two innings, you just feel like they're not coming back, and you might as well just go home. I wonder if that's how Bart felt after giving up that solo shot to Freddie Freeman. Should I just go home? Like, <laughs> is, is this game over with? Because in all honesty, it was. It was. It, it's just ridiculous. Going to talk about the Brewers and the Dodgers. You want to hop in on the conversation, 414-677-1250. Again, 414-677-1250. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get some of your reaction next on the Bar Winkler Show on 1250 AM. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it.
5: Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: 1250 a.m. The Fan. It's the Bart Winkler Morning Show here on a Tuesday. Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler alongside Tim Shea. Talking about the Milwaukee Brewers as they get beat last night by the Dodgers. for nothing. Honestly, what did you expect? Like I I have a lot of faith in this ball club and uh as soon as they went down one nothing, I was like, all right, well, this one's over. Like <laughs> that's not a good place to be in if you're a ball club. One nothing and you're like, yeah, it's over.
4: I did two nothing, so
3: Yeah. 414 677 1250, 677 1250. Let's get some of your guys' reaction. Let's get out to KJ and West Dallas. Aloha, KJ.
6: Hello, my brothers. Look, man. <laughs> That's my I knew saying. Look, man. Uh, when it was one nothing, when I turned the TV on, I said, they're done. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. Honestly. And I said, okay, well, wait a minute. I'll turn it back on. Uh, I'll watch a couple more innings. And I watched them have guys on first and second, no outs. Back-to-back innings, and neither one of those guys moved off that base with no outs. They couldn't even get the guy to third. I mean, you're not going to win ball games. You could have taken Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and a bunch of slubs and beat the Brewers. Yeah. They weren't going to hit that pitcher. A, he's a left-hander. B, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's got, I think, an ERA since All-Star break a .086 or something like that. I mean, they, they weren't hitting that guy, you know? And, and when they had a chance to hit him and put a couple of runs on the board, they couldn't do it.
3: Well, and the crazy you know? part, too, KJ, is you're right. I mean, Julio Arias has been phenomenal mm-hmm. since the All-Star break Been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and he's a really good pitcher anyways. But you got him out of the game pretty quickly in five innings. Like, I mean, yeah. what more can you want? You still got six base runners against him. So you got some guys on base, but you have to take advantage. The bulk pen comes in for the Dodgers. And somehow in that sixth inning, I mean, the jokes write themselves at this point. The Brewers find a way to strike out four times in an inning. So, I mean, come on. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. That, like, well, what What are we going to get out of this team that gives us any faith going forward? Like even the people that want to have faith, even the people that haven't thrown in the towel yet are getting to a point where it's like, well, what's the point at this point for me to even cheer for this team or invest my time hoping that they can do something.
6: Yeah. And the Brewers had long at bats. They fouled a lot of pitches off, but nothing ever came of, uh, you know, these long at bats that they had. I kept watching seven pitches, eight. Pitches. I was like, okay, great. I mean, they're, they're getting the pitch count up on this guy and, uh, you know, maybe somebody will, will hit one. The, it's the whole philosophy of the way the Brewers have constructed their teams in the last, I don't know how many years, but it's either strikeout or home run or nothing. You know, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, they'll luck into a double or a triple or, you know, a run scoring hit. Other than that, it's just the way they're they're built i mean and and you ask you know what players you have confidence to be world series caliber i say corbin burns devin williams and i i had josh Hader on that list but he's not here anymore right yeah so two guys that's it that is it there's nobody else out there that they throw out there that I can say, yeah, man, that guy is going to get it done. You know, other than and those two guys, and uh, and that can be suspect too because, I mean, let's face it, they're only going to last as long as, like you say, you got to score runs. You know, and I think these guys, Burns and and uh, Woodruff, they're getting a little burned out. with, Oh, for sure. Wonderful games, you know, these great games, and not getting any run
3: support. They've got to be. Yeah, It's got to
6: be going, driving them crazy.
3: Yeah, 100%. KJ, appreciate the phone call, man. All right, you're welcome. Aloha, brother. Have a great day. Aloha, KJ, from West Allis there. 414-677-1250. Yeah, I mean, he brought up the two guys I'd say I have confidence in. If there's a third at this point, honestly, Matt Bush has given me some Not trust in him. Brandon Woodruff? I trust Woody, but not as much as in years past. Like, Woody in the past, I mean, when Woody was the ace of the Brewers, it was like, oh, yeah, Woody. Last, I mean, he struggled at the beginning of the year, so that's kind of skewed some of his stats. But And we got to talk about this. I want to get some more of your phone calls here in just a second. We talk about the Brewers all the time and we talk about their pitching staff and say it's you know one of the tops in the league, if not the best in the league, and we talk about that top three. And I do like the way that Tim Allen has said it. Like We can talk about these other teams, but in all honesty, when you go into a five-game series or a seven-game series, they have to face Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and those guys. But let's be honest at this point. The Dodgers rotation that they're going to throw out in a series is better than the Brewers, right? Gonsolin has been spectacular this year. Julio Arias has been spectacular. You have Walker Buehler, who's not even going to be able to pitch the rest of the season. He's better, and he's not even going to pitch. Kershaw, at some point, will be back. He's good. Tyler Anderson's been spectacular. What, I just name off five pitchers? We want to keep going? They've got more. Andrew Heaney's been good. I mean, they're spectacular. And then you look out in the NL East and the New York Mets, and... They've got the two most polarizing at the top, Scherzer and Degrom, and then Chris Bassett's been good. Cookie Carrasco hasn't been too bad. Is that better than the Brewers at this point? I think it might be. So now even the strength of the Brewers, what are they third best in the National League? If we're being honest about this pitching staff, sure. I'm you know they're still gonna have a puncher's chance. They're gonna have a fighter's chance, but I mean they're not. They're not far and away the best pitching staff anymore. Like, if we're just being 100% honest, they're not far and away the best pitching staff anymore. And if you're taking away their real only, their only advantage over some of these teams, then you know what? Maybe the Brewers really don't have a chance. Maybe they don't. 414-677-1250. Let's get out to John and Franklin. John, what's going on? Good morning. Um, Morning. What's going on, John?
7: I agree with, a lot of what K.J. said. Yeah, put that game on last night. And the second time, I think it was in the third inning. <laughs> you got runners on first and second. Nobody out. And you don't even advance somebody to third. Two times in three innings. You, you, you knew we were in trouble. And, you know, I'm thinking about this this morning. And I'm like, you know, if they would have won this game somehow, we'd all be very excited you know hey man you know maybe we can compete a little here regardless of what the upper management of the team is assessed but it, it, it it's there's going to be some exciting moments with this team it's kind of how they're wired because they put themselves in a position to have exciting moments cuz i i don't care what the stats say they showed a stat on the broadcast yesterday about how our infield has actually hit more home runs.
3: You can lie with stats and you can make basically anything. If you want to skew it to make it a positive, you can, you absolutely can.
7: Well, it was a stunning statistic that the Brewers infield has hit more home runs than St. Louis infield with Arenado, you know, Yeah. I, I mean, come on, it, 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 but that's it. That, that's the problem. That, that It's swinging for defense. It's only hitting home runs. This this offense, who do you trust? I mean, there's nobody in the offense. We, we can reflect back on whether it's Adamus or Renfro. Um, they've all had their moments because they're, they've all been put in those moments so many times, but so many times they've come up empty.
3: Well, and I think to your point, John, the reason that they have a lot of exciting moments. Like you said, they're built for that. They're either going to get blown out or they're going to play a close baseball game. They're never going to blow a team out. And if they win, it's going to be a close game. And you're going to have opportunities that Willie Adamas can step up there and have a walk-off home or you think about Caratini on the 4th of July and those sort of opportunities. You're going to have those because the Brewers just can't blow anyone out. And that's why, talk about Josh Hader, that's why he led the league And saves when you traded them. It's because every single game that you win was a three-run or less ball game going into the ninth inning. There were no such things as a Brewers blowout. Either the Brewers are going to play a close ball game or they're going to get blown out. They cannot blow another team out.
7: Every game is like Groundhog Day. It's the same thing over and over with a couple of outliers. And there were a couple offensive spurts against bad teams. That's pumped up some of the offensive statistics and made them somewhat respectable, but you can't, I don't care what the stats are. When, when you talk about old school stats, batting average, come on. What there's not a player on our team. I don't think what Yelich what, might be around 250. Everybody else is between 200 and like 230, 227. I mean, it's, it's, this offense is bad. I've been saying this offense is bad. For for a good chunk of this season, and I got a lot of pushback, we all wanted to believe they're going to get hot. What if these guys get hot? The ceiling of this team is not going to the World Series. Management has assessed this. And the sooner as fans we come to the stark reality that that's the case, the better it's going to be for us. And it doesn't mean we're not going to have some fun moments along the way. We're still in this thing. But I fear that this is just going to be a slow grind into the ditch no playoffs I I just I just I just got just this feeling that this team is going to slowly lose its grip Um, it's not even a grip anymore it's they're going to slowly lose their way out of the first place race and we all know if you don't win this division you're not going to the playoffs
3: yeah I agree John appreciate it man I'm up 414-677-1250 here's something that's interesting I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer this morning. This is going to be very negative, but was that Josh Hader trade in that kind of time frame the downfall of this era of the Milwaukee Brewers? We had a caller yesterday call in and say, is it time to move on from council? Because we talked about some of his strengths and those being taken away. And then we talked about how he's always managed to have a very positive clubhouse. And I don't know that that's been the case since that trade, is this the downfall of the Brewers? Because what if they don't make the playoffs this year? Do they make it next year? I mean, I think they're going to have a solid team again next year. But what if they start struggling again? Do you consider moving on from Craig Council then? I don't know that you should, but if the Brewers continue to struggle like they have, is that something that maybe you'd consider? And then if David Stearns ends up leaving and going to New York or going wherever he decides to go, then what does the future of the Milwaukee Brewers look like? You've got some guys in the minor leagues, but how long until we see those guys come up to the majors? So is this something where we have faith that this team could be at least a playoff team? Whether you think they're a World Series contender or not, that's another thing. But we thought that they could be a playoff team. Is this something where they're not even a playoff team for the next two years? I don't know. know. I think that's extreme case but i mean it's something that you have to consider at this point cuz the team is so down on themselves is that something they can turn around next year and then just get it going in the right direction i would hope so but i mean it's something to consider at least it's just disappointing that we're at this point with this baseball team a team that last year showed you that they you could have high hopes for them and they came into this season with higher expectations than Maybe they've ever had, or at least in the last couple decades, and they definitely let you down. They definitely did. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Continue to get your reaction. Let's get out to Tyler who's in Tulsa. Tyler, what's going on, man?
4: Hey, Toby, how's it going?
3: Good. What's going on, Tyler?
4: Not much. No, I know Bart said he was going to bring an apple to the game last <laughs> night. No, oh, I think you should bring a. I think you should bring a Dun Club sign to the game tonight. <laughs> Yeah,
3: maybe get that
4: on TV. But I knew that as soon as the Dodgers went up one nothing, I turned off the TV and went to bed. I was like, "They're cooked. They're done."
3: Wouldn't that be something? There's There's no way it would happen, but wouldn't it send a better message to the Brewers if, as soon as the Dodgers scored a run and go up one to nothing, if all the fans just left?
4: Everybody just left. (laughs) Yeah,
3: you just see a mass exodus out of the lower bowl as soon as the Dodgers go up one nothing.
4: You've scored eight runs in the past four games. So that's not a coincidence that you're one and three in those past four games. Mm-hmm. Like you got to score more than you got to average more than two runs a game. This isn't 1980. This isn't you know the '82 Brewers where you're facing a team that doesn't hit that hits 60 home runs. You know you got to you got to you're going to face teams like the Yankees in the playoffs that can hit seven home runs and score nine runs a game if they feel like it. Like, you can't just win on pitching.
3: Well, and I, I don't know what the Brewers are supposed to do from here. You know, like, I think they've built themselves a roster that this is kind of how they go about it. But I don't know if this is an organizational thing because, like I said, Willie Adamas, I think his lowest batting average in his career was still over two fifty. And he hasn't done that this season. So what's happened that he went from that guy that was a legitimate MVP candidate for a couple months with the Brewers to being a guy that now hits a home run every now and then. But outside of that, bats 215. And like, why do all these guys seem to lose how to hit with the Brewers? But when these guys go to other organizations, they figure it out.
4: Yeah. And I agree with Tim Allen. I listened to the postgame show and why not bring up any of these kids from AAA? Mm-hmm. What do you? You're not. You're not. Not like you're disrupting a, a powerhouse offense here by injecting a, a kid from AAA. Yeah,
3: you maybe that bring the you energy. And,
4: and you, like I said, you're not hurting your offense any if you replace Tyrone Taylor or Jonathan yeah. Davis.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that maybe they could bring up freelich and. I don't know. Maybe that could change something around. I mean, at this point, are we just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, just banging our heads that's against the wall? Insanity. Yeah, it's exactly right. Tyler, appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, Toby. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. I do think it is something that they have to consider at this point because, like he said, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly, what's the worst that could happen? He comes up and struggles and hits, like, 205. Well, he'd fit in. He'd be fine. And... At this point, sure, we can look back and say, why did they get rid of Lorenzo Kane? And I do question that. But they got rid of him now, so figure it out. Jonathan Davis isn't giving you anything. So why don't you bring up Freilich or whatever guy you decide? Why don't you bring someone up and try it out? Just see what happens. You've got tons of outfielders in the minors. If that's the reason why you didn't trade for someone, I understand saying that we've got plenty of guys. Well, then wouldn't you give one of those guys a shot this year? Won't you give them a shot, it's not like there's tons and tons of time left in the season. It's not like we're asking you to waste a whole year's worth of service time on them. You bring them up and give them a shot and see what happens. And maybe that's what their plan is, but they're going to wait till September call-ups. But then i question why you would do it, because if the goal is to go deep in the playoffs, wouldn't you want that guy on your playoff roster? And if he's not been on your roster before September 1st, then he can't be on the playoff roster. Because they were talking about that last night with Trevor Rosenthal. And I still don't get that trade. I, I I can't understand what they're doing there. And I get that you got to put the positive spin on it sometimes on these broadcasts, but what the heck? Come on. What was that trade? Honestly, I don't get it. 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. Let's get a couple more phone calls in here. Let's get out to Ron, who's in Rome. Ron, what's going on?
8: Yeah, hi. You know, in 2020 when they signed Yelich, I had really high expectations with uh, Woodruff and Burns and Peralta. I'm like, all right, we're going, you know, we're going to be competitive and maybe even win a World Series. And then I've been frustrated with the hitting, so I've been slowly lowering my expectations. Well, last night I was like, okay, we're probably going to lose. But this is going to be great if we win. It's going to be like JV playing the varsity and there's a bunch of bullies on the varsity who have been beating us up literally for years and if we can beat them, it's going to be great. So that uh, obviously didn't happen. So a lot of this is the Brewers fault, but part of it is baseball's fault for for the uh no salary cap. I mean, this is almost like JV playing varsity. Sure. And uh Look, they get Freddie. If we had signed Freddie Freeman, we would all be ecstatic, and they get him.
3: Well, yeah, and I mean, you don't have a chance. Like, there's no chance that you're signing any of those guys. The one reason that you were able to sign Christian Yelich is he liked playing in Milwaukee, and he did give you a bit of a hometown discount. Now I know he's such a polarizing name because he struggled, but let's be honest: when you signed him, it seemed like, wow, someone wants to stay in Milwaukee. Awesome, and we're gonna have a guy and for so long for the Brewers too you were able to get these guys and be able to hit and then now you you can pitch but you can't hit it's just so odd that they can't put it together and i mean that's you know kind of the way it goes in Milwaukee and i think you're exactly right that when some of these teams go through a little bit of a slump looking at like the Yankees or the Dodgers They can just throw money at it, and they'll figure it all out because, you know, guys are going to come up for free agency and leave markets like Milwaukee to go make their $300 million out in L.A. or New York, and it really doesn't give a team like Milwaukee a chance. Like, it's sad, but the reality is you're watching some of the last games you'll watch from Corbin Burns over the next couple of years because when he hits free agency, he's going to get too big of a number the Brewers can't afford, and then do they have to make the tough decision on him like they did with Josh Hader? So, I mean, it it is a tough system. It really is, especially for a city like Milwaukee. And, I mean, that's a credit to the organization for being able to put together a team that's been competitive over the last couple of years. But at some point, you'd like to see them maybe go a little more in to try and win when this was a clear little window they got. And then looking down the road, I don't know when that next window to win a World Series is going to be.
8: And as far as bringing up minor leaguers, it's tempting, but look, maybe they'll end up like Kestenure, where they really weren't ready for big league batting, or whatever happened to him. Uh, he's another piece of the what happened to the high average batter after they're in Milwaukee in a while. So I, you know, you don't want to bring up the minor leaguer that's successful and then he gets killed by minor, major league pitching. So I don't know. We're just, you know, it's kind of a bad situation, but that's why I've lowered my expectations. And I'm just happy if, like, maybe we can get a good win at every, you know, one out of three games. But it, yeah, that's kind of, it's definitely disappointing.
3: Ron, appreciate it. Thanks. 414 677 1250. 414 677 1250. Tavern Wisconsin Sports tweets in and says the Brewers lead off games with two players who are ranked 32nd and 131st in on-base percentage. They are also both in the top 25 in strikeouts this year. I know that baseball has changed. I get that. But wouldn't you want the top of your order to be guys that get on base and can score runs? And honestly, I have no problem with Christian Yelich being there. He struggled over the last, what, week and a half? I'm still fine with him being there because overall, since he's been moved up to the leadoff spot, he's been one of the better leadoff hitters in baseball, but I still don't get Willie Adamas being in the two hole. He should be batting, what, fourth or fifth at best? Dude's not a number two hitter. That number two hitter is like a table setter as well. I get that they can drive in Christian Yelich if he gets on base, which has been very rare over the last week and a half, but... When he's been going, he's been on base, and then you have Willie Adamas, who either will hit a home run or will strike out. Wouldn't you put someone up there that's a little more consistent? I mean, heck, if you're trying to go left-right, put Renfro there. See what happens there. Then go Rowdy Tellez and three, and then if you want to go back with the righty, go with Damas at the as the cleanup guy. Wouldn't that make a little more sense? There's plenty of guys that bat in the cleanup spot that don't have a high on base percentage and are kind of boomer bust. And he'd fit right in in that mold. It's just disappointing to see some of these things. And one thing that I saw was interesting, and we'll get to one more phone call here in just a second. And I'll ask Tim about this coming up at 7 o'clock. Mike Fasalo tweeted this out. The Brewers have used 90 different lineups this season coming into tonight, last night. It's the second fewest in the majors. Only the Dodgers have had fewer. It's an interesting fewest? thing. Fewest? Yeah. Huh. And, you know, I think back to it, Craig has been pretty consistent on what he throws out there. Now, you might not like the lineup. You like Mike Brasso in the cleanup spot? You might uh-huh. not like it. But he's been pretty consistent this year. He hasn't moved guys all around. It took him how long to finally decide to move Christian Yelich out of the three-hole and into the leadoff spot. So, I mean, I think Craig has given these guys a chance. I think he has. I don't think it's on Craig at this point, but you wonder if – Sometimes you just need a change. Again, I don't think it's the right change. I don't. I think Craig Council is a manager that can get you over the top. But is it something that maybe they'd have to consider? I wouldn't say this year, but if they're struggling again next year, is it something they'd have to consider maybe moving on from him? It's frustrating it's gotten to that point. But, I mean, honestly, it's something that you do have to consider. 414-677-1250. Let's get one more phone call in here. Let's get to Mike the Painter. Mike, what's going on?
2: Good morning there, Toby. Morning, Mike. You know, after Major League Baseball cheated and took all of Craig Council's specialty clubs out of his bag and left them with the driver, a putter, and a pitching wedge, you know, he can't do anything else with the lineups. He can't do anything to get... a a surge during a game. There's nothing for him to do. So I think it is almost time that we have to move on from Craig Council because he's not giving us anything new. He's throwing guys out there and they're swinging at pitches and, you know, following them off and getting the pitch count up. And then later on in the game, you, you got a guy that's got a weak arm and you're launching some home runs. And It's not doing it for us now, you know, so maybe we got to move from Cry council because they took everything out of his bag, you know, all his little uh, tricks that he had pulled that got us in contention for World Series back in 2018. So, yeah, and I I don't,
3: again, I don't know that it is time to move on yet. I, I, I don't. I think another thing. Because you're right, they have taken a lot of the tools out of his tool bag and what he was able to do in-game and really outmaneuver the other manager. But one thing that he's been able to do as well that hasn't been taken away is he's been able to create a winning environment or at least a positive environment that generally is going to foster winning. The problem is when you do things like that Josh Hader trade without working together with Craig Council or working together with some of the players and letting them know what's going on, you take that away from Craig Council, and there's really nothing you can do because Craig can try and continue to preach to these guys to be positive and work together and all the things that he does to help this team be one unit, but when they feel like management doesn't believe in them, they feel like they're not actively trying to win when they're going out there and busting their tail night in, night out to try and win ball games, and they don't feel like management is actually supporting them then that's another one where you're kind of taking something out of Craig council's hands
2: yeah i get it but you got to you got to have some different kind of philosophy going and what we're doing the last few years isn't getting it done we're not we're not getting to the world series and we need a world series it's it's all right to be getting into the playoffs and staying contention here and there but if you're not going to get further in the playoffs it's just all for naught because the end goal is to get a World Series, and from what I'm seeing, the no, 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 no. That's we, where that's where not.
3: you're wrong, Mike. The end goal is bites at the apple. It's not winning a World <laughs> Series. It's bites at the apple. I, I,
2: I had I take three bites of the apple and then toss it in. So if you're not going to get a World Series after three bites, and I guess you know
3: <laughs> it's kind of get a new apple, right? Yeah. <laughs> Start fresh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you have a good day there, Toby. Mike, appreciate it, man. You have a good
4: day, too. You too, Mike.
3: Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. 1250 Yeah, I, there's a couple things that really frustrate me right now with how this Brewers team has gone. Bites at the apple. I wish I were done with that, but it gets brought up every day. And then this stat that gets thrown out every single day. The Brewers lead the league in pitches per plate appearance. Does that lead to runs? Am I missing something? Why can't you score some runs then? I'm glad that you're patient at the plate. That is awesome. But what is that leading us to here? Yeah, maybe they have a higher on base percentage. And maybe I sound like an old baseball dinosaur that thinks that batting average still matters. But at some point, you got to get a hit. I don't know where we've gone to this point in baseball where they look at a high batting average and think that that's not a great thing. Like at some point, you have to get a hit. You say, well, it's all about on-base percentage and slugging and all that. That's fine. I get that those things can go with it. But if I've got a man on second, I mean, think about yesterday. You've got first and second. You got a chance to move guys over. Or you got a chance to drive one in. What's that going to take? It's going to take a hit. If a guy's on second base with... Two outs, and I need to tie the game up. I'm down one in the ninth. Does a walk get me anything? It gets me another base runner, sure. But am I drawing three straight walks to try and get the win there? No, at some point, somebody's got to get a hit. Like Hits are still important in baseball. I don't know where we've gotten to a point that modern thinking is batting average doesn't matter. Batting average still matters. You combine that with other stats and look at other things to look at the metrics on whether a player is good or not that's fine. A 330 batting average and uh, you know a 280 batting average might be a little bit closer than what it's been in years past. I get that. but saying that batting average doesn't matter and now everyone just bats 220 and that's fine. No no no, that is not fine. batting average still matters because look at the Dodgers. Look at the Mets. Look at the Braves. Look at the Cardinals. They've at least got guys that still bat in the, what, 270s, 280s, or 300 and above. So it obviously still matters a little bit. So why is it that the Brewers are just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. None of our guys bat above 260, so that's awesome. Everyone in the Brewers order bats below 260. Just think about that for a second. How awesome is that? If you would have told yourself 10 years from now, that or 10 years ago that the Brewers lineup would have nine guys that all batted below 260 and they had world series aspirations how would you feel <laughs> like honestly honestly 4146771250 let's get one more phone call in here before the end of the hour we'll talk with Tim Allen coming up let's get to Phil in Cedarburg Phil what's going on
5: yeah, you know, I think uh this hater trade, it might you know, I, I don't know how it's gonna work out. It obviously looks horrible now, but but I think what it did for the Brewers it, it kinda took away their swag. You know, it it you, you go into these games, the Brewers, okay, we we're a small market team, we might not have the best hitters, but we knew we had the best eighth inning and ninth inning guys in baseball. And it gave us kind of like a a feeling of confidence and a little bit of swag you knowing that that nobody, no one throws a ball like Hater, and he's our guy. You know, and without him, it's kind of, we're kind of like this small market bunch of misfits now. And I don't know. It just feels, it might have been the right thing to do, but it just feels like we've lost our swag, and I don't think we're going to get it back. I mean, it seems, there's just not much hitting on this team. But well, yeah, I just want to talk a little
3: bit. Go, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go, well, because when you look at it, I don't have a problem with trading Hater because that is kind of how the Brewers have to do things. I get that. But doing it in the middle of the season and the way that they did it and not bringing in immediate help sends the wrong message to a clubhouse that's trying to win. And honestly, that's got to really hurt the relationship with some of these players in this organization because they're thinking, geez, they don't really want to win here. So as soon as I get a chance, I'm out.
5: Yeah, I think they screwed up. I think they thought they were getting enough pitchers, you know, between Bush and that other uh, Rosenthal, other name Rosenthal, yep. and those couple guys we were bringing back from San Diego. I think they thought they were getting enough that that it actually would be better, but it clearly hasn't worked out that way. It's been sort of a disaster so far. But uh, but the only thing I want to say is, you know, you talk about I I don't know any other way the Brewers to do it besides train a guy like you. You simply cannot sustain any sort of success long term. Unless you do what the Brewers are doing, you can. not hey, Let me ask you a question: Do you think the Brewers are making money this year?
3: You know, oh, without a doubt. Do you think
5: yes. No, without a doubt, there. I would say without a doubt they're losing money.
3: Well, they're going to say so that they're might... they're going to say they're losing money. They're making money.
5: Are you sure? I mean, yeah, they're making, making money. The, the local TV contract for the Dodgers, what I, I believe is somewhere upwards of two hundred fifty million plus a year. I think the Brewers' local TV contract is less than twenty. So right off the gate, the Dodgers start off the season with two hundred thirty million dollars more than the Milwaukee Brewers. Sure. So, and I I mean, how the heck are you supposed to compete? You can't. I'm guessing the Dodgers are making a lot of money with a payroll that's three times as high as the Brewers. I bet you they're making a lot of money. I bet you the Brewers are losing money. That would be my guess. I don't.
3: I, I don't know that they're losing money. They might be getting it pretty close. It's not like the Dodgers. Like you said, they're making money and they're able to spend a little bit more on it. I don't think Think Tim, Tim, am I I wrong here? I don't, I don't think they're losing money. No. Oh God,
5: no. Three times. I would bet you, I bet you, uh, I bet you a nickel. So the Dodgers think about that. You, okay. You start the year off. Okay. Your neighbor. you and your neighbor, someone gives you 250,000 to start the year and you get 20. It goes, that's your money for the year. Who's It's like, there's just no way. I mean, it's it's, I think the, the only way you can have any sort of sustained success is what the Brewers are doing, which is when you have a guy entering year five or year six, you got to trade them and you got to get prospects. I mean, I don't want a Brewers to suck for five years. You really want to go through those days where there's what three, four thousand people at the stadium? You know how depressing that would be. I'll,
3: I'll tell I you this. That. I'll tell you this, and I got to let you go, Phil. I, I will tell you this, from personal experience. If you win a World Series, you will take a down cycle. You will. I, I think that's where they're wrong. Now, you can't guarantee a World Series, so I'm not going to say that well, if they I decided think, to go second, all no, in. Wait a second. Go ahead. Wait a second.
5: We were, I think we were the best team in baseball last year. Okay. But we didn't win. Yeah. We were better than – there's no way you can tell me the Braves were better than us last year. No, I agree on that. Lucky
3: but yesterday. then wouldn't we're you think better, that if they're – coming, better than the Braves. They're coming into a similar – with a similar roster that they had last year that if they could have maybe added to it, yeah, some of the guys didn't have the same magic that they had last year but if they could have maybe tried adding to it, that you could have seen them try and go for a World Series. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that in in this year in particular, but just their organizational philosophy that we don't want to have a prolonged down cycle. We want to have bites at the apple. I get where they're they're coming from. I do. But at the same time, if you can win, I get it. I do. But at some point, too, bites at the apple, if you continue going with that philosophy, then... When you finally have that team, am I supposed to trust that you're going to go in for it? Or are you going to continue looking three and four years down the road? If they didn't yeah, think so. that they you, could you, win we, a we World Series this year, that's fine. That's fine. We've
5: done it the other way, though. The Brewers have done it the other way. They went all in with Sabatha. They went all in with uh, uh, Granky. They did it the other way. It didn't work. We still not get a World Series. Uh, yeah. This I'd... is the only way. I would rather have a good team consistently good team versus a team that's good once every yeah
3: I I, year. I, can't, I I can't I can't I get where you're coming from and I think this is a philosophical differences between us here Phil and I appreciate the phone call I think this is just where we're going to disagree I, I do get where you're coming from that you don't want to see a bad baseball team and I think that's where the Brewers organization is too they don't ever want to see a bad baseball team ever again if they can help it but I think at some point You're getting blind to the fact that this is ultimately about winning World Series. This is ultimately about winning championships. That's how it is in every sport. It's the same in baseball. Are you dealt a tough hand because playing in Milwaukee and no salary cap in baseball? 100%. Not saying it's easy. But at some point, you've got to try to win the World Series and stop looking three and four years down the road. If that's the case and you're going to continue to do that, how am I going to have faith in three and four years when your guys are finally ready to come up and everything is going in the right direction that you're not going to sell off again and continue looking down the road. And if David Stearns didn't think this team could win this year, that's fine. But I still just think that the idea that constantly looking down the road, yes, it may keep you relevant for years and years and years, but I don't know that that organizational philosophy is ever going to win you a World Series. I think it's just going to lead to constant disappointment from this base.